0: I can tell you, it always comes back to three beliefs. Everything comes back to, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. So I'm not worthy to be healthy. I'm not deserving to be healthy. Everything always goes back to those three core beliefs, those those three limiting beliefs. And so again, it's it's asking that question, coaching yourself, and it, it does take a little practice, but you coach yourself to answer that question and you keep journaling you keep letting it flow out until something hits you. I've never not done, I've been doing this exercise for like three years now. I've never not done it where something didn't hit me. Then I went, oh my God, that's it.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Change, everyone. I'm your host, Alex Corey. Thanks so much for spending some of your precious time with me. Today's guest is Brad Carlson. Brad is one of the people who I know to best be able to, through just messaging, pull me out of the weeds. So often I get caught in the details, the literature, defensive aspect the the biohacking of my day-to-day through nutrition and health and fitness food cultivation all the things i'm interested and passionate about that i bring to you guys but it's very easy to get caught in the minutiae and brad is a big picture guy really good at pulling me and hopefully you guys and the rest of his audience up to forty thousand feet with him and just asking the big questions like why do we care what do we desire? Who are we? How to shift your fundamental identity to make habit change and healthy living easier, to take away the, the discipline needed. Granted, that's needed for a good amount just to prove it to yourself, but this podcast, we go over his more spiritual awakening through self-discovery and that, that raw curiosity, inspiration, and interest, and asking questions around self-worth around motivation, discipline, deservingness, things that usually tend to hold us back. So if you're interested in any of that self-discovery path, you'll really like this conversation. Brad Carlson. It's, uh, it's nice to do the reverse. Last time we chatted, I, I usually don't get to talk about myself and my interests that much. So it was refreshing because I'm always more interested mm-hmm. in, in the, op- or the uh, inspiration I get from other people's stories. So I'm excited to get yours today.
0: Um, well, you know what? I'm going to have to have you back too, because there's other, there's so many different everything. things we could go on. So, so much. I'll just keep in touch and we'll, we'll have you on multiple times in the future. So
1: that sounds great. Uh, I was browsing your, your Instagram and Facebook before, just to get a a feeling, a framework of, of what you operate under. And I loved just the, the higher perspective that all of your messages take. Like I get caught in the weeds down in nutrition and in everything i do and it's so refreshing whenever someone comes at life the way your messaging does where it just kind of pulls you up to forty thousand feet right takes you out of the weeds oh, gives yeah. you a big picture and that's what i i got from um just a couple of your your infographics like the dare to be you that you put out it was yeah it's the oh. self-discovery process that i absolutely love that Came across. Oh, thank
0: you. You know, it's funny because that's all, it's my own self discovery, slowly morphing from a health coach more to a spiritual type of a coach. So, that's if you go way back in my Facebook, you'll see the difference. Before it was all about like healthy eating and movement and the, you know, the nine or 10 natural medicines or whatever. Now it's more about the spiritual path of who you're being and all that. So, that's my own journey of self discovery being reflected in all of that. So, well, thanks for taking the time to notice all that. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my, yeah, that's the, I I think it resonated because that happened a couple of years ago, whenever, uh, about halfway into my journey in Asheville, there's, Asheville's a weird, North Carolina, weird vortex of that crowd. It is, it's a vortex. Yeah, it's a, it's a spiral. So it, it almost like invites the self-discovery aspect. And I think part of the reason that is such a natural progression for people when they start you know, nutrition's one facet, movements one facet, but holistic health, right, is the overarching facet. And then once you get tired of um, of the science and constantly having to to read literature, and you're like, why does this matter? It's the overarching journey or or self discovery path, right? Each is an aspect of learning yourself, but the the bigger picture is kind of the what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Which is the spiritual path, right? (laughs) The existential questions—that's what I love. Where, when did that? Well, I guess I'm. um, You want to bring us through a little bit of your origin story as far back as you would like, and then where where you started hitting that big picture self discovery aspect.
0: Well, you know that's a that's an interesting question because the two paths of like health and spirituality have kind of merged for me now. And I just did a training this morning where some of the things I was you know, saying about my my health journey, I didn't fully understand to be able to teach someone else to like literally within the last six months or something. So to give you a perfect example, um, I'll just take the, the example of weight loss. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people want to lose weight. That is their primary goal. And that was the health personal trainer part of me for me personally was to lose weight way back in the beginning. My journey with all this started... The, the beginning of my journey of self-discovery started about 14 years ago, but it was like everybody centered on this the idea of losing weight. Um, my goal was to lose weight. And long story short, like a lot of people, it worked and then it didn't work. You lose it, you gain it back, you lose it, you gain it back, you, you go on that yo-yo cycle. And what I discovered along the way, and only within the past maybe year have I fully realized this, this is where the spiritual part comes in is that what you are doing, you have to figure out, or you have to understand, this is, you know, what am I here on this planet for part, but who are you being in relation to the thing that you want to do and then have? So many of us, like, skip the doing part, and I still, I saw you drink water there. I'm all paranoid about my tap water. I haven't got my filter yet. I need to do that, (laughs) but, uh, but, so, what I didn't understand 14 years ago was that you have to be the change you wish to see in your life. You have to be the thing that you want to do in your life and have in your life. So, going back to this idea of losing weight, so many people just focus on losing weight, but not who they are being in regards to losing weight. Now, it's, it's kind of tricky to understand. But what I mean by that, what finally got me on the path of my health journey, my wellness journey, my exercise, all that was what, when I chose who I wanted to be in relationship to losing weight and everything. So like I did in the training this morning, I chose to be this person called healthy. And I went through this metamorphosis that in the beginning, like you have to ask yourself wherever you are, this is so funny because this is literally the training I did this morning, but you have to ask yourself, where am I at in my life right now? Who am I being you know, what do I have? All of this stuff. Who am I being? What do, what am I doing? What do I have? That's your point A. And then you got to write over here, point B, everything that you want to have, be, do, and have. So in my journey, I started out, I realized and I understand this now, who I was being was an overweight, lethargic couch potato. And I didn't have a clear vision of who I wanted to become. And instead I skipped the being of who I wanted to become that vision part and went right to the doing the exercise and the diet. And on top of that, I didn't have my reason why. And so nothing, I don't wanna say nothing worked cause you know, I got on an exercise bike and rode really hard for three weeks and I lost like, I don't know, five, six pounds and it lasted three weeks and then poof, no motivation. Uh, but then I got a P90X program, just I always mention this part of the story where I finished the whole program 12 weeks Lost 35 pounds. I still didn't understand about healthy eating because that program doesn't really teach you how to eat. It just tells you what to eat, but it doesn't teach you how to eat. Uh, And then within two weeks, I gained about half of that weight back because I was still focused that I was this overweight lethargic couch potato. That's the person I had in my mind and in my nervous system was hardwired about who I was, was I was this overweight lethargic couch potato. Long story short, I, I went through this more of this, this spiritual journey. This was in 2013, where I had this epiphany that, oh, what you focus on, you become. And then I started to go, oh, well, being an overweight, lethargic couch potato is who I don't want to be. And then I asked myself, I'd never asked myself my question this question before, but well, who do I want to be? And then I changed lethargic to energetic, the opposite. And then I changed um, couch potato to thriving. And then I changed overweight to healthy. So I shifted my mind. It was a 180 degree mindset shift. I went from focusing on being an overweight, lethargic couch potato that I didn't. It was a subconscious focus to consciously focus on being a healthy, energetic, thriving individual. And so that was where, and now jump ahead to like, just I said a year ago, was finally the spiritual part where I realized that's who I wanted to be. And so you have to focus on the being. And then I had to tie that together. You you know this, Alex, with with the why. When you're going from point A to point B, you have to have that why. Why do you want that? Because that's, as I call it, the glue that holds everything together. And so once I realized the why and who I wanted to be, then again, a long story short, the weight came off and it stayed off because now I saw myself as a completely different person. Instead of seeing myself and having it hardwired into me, that I was an overweight, lethargic couch potato, I now was hardwiring it into me that I'm this energetic, thriving, uh, healthy individual. Mm. And I just, uh, because I'm a guy and we don't multitask very well, I don't know about you, Alex, I, I, I I I morphed all that down into one word, just healthy. And so I started telling myself, I am healthy. And those are the two magic words that set off the the universe. I am whatever you put up, put after I am is who you are. So I started saying, I am healthy. And then I realized also, again, this is the spiritual part coming into it. When you're going from point A to point B, you have to know what that point B is. That target, I call it your target on the horizon or whatever, your your bullseye on, on the target board or whatever. You have to know what that is. So for me, it was healthy. And then you have to know why you want that target, why that particular target out of all the others. And then here's the most important part of this. You have to consciously choose to be that target. And and then when you put that being first, the doing just automatically starts to happen because if you're consciously choosing to be healthy, you're automatically not going to eat that processed food. You're automatically going to get up and go for a walk because you're choosing to be this person. And that way, the motive—you've got your why. Your motivation is there; it's automatically sustained, and this journey becomes fun and sustainable. And long story short, that's where my health and and spiritual part have merged now because I realized the spiritual side of it—you have to choose who you want to be. You have to have a, a, a clear vision, target where you're going. You have to understand why, and then spiritually, you got to come in and, and just consciously choose who you're being. And then once you realize, oh, I'm being a healthy individual is eating this fried, whatever, sugar, chocolate, sprinkles, is that going to fulfill my vision of being this person? And the answer is no, it won't. So that's how I shifted my mind and trained my mind to focus on being healthy. And then when you're just doing this every day, just like repetition, that that part of your mindset just gets stronger and stronger. And then over the years I learned, you know, it's there's about, about balance, you know, it's okay to, once in a while go on and have that scoop of ice cream or, or whatever. I, I went, in my story again, long story short, from being completely unhealthy to being completely healthy to a nice middle ground now, a nice balance. So kind of the 80-20 rule that a lot of people talk about or mine is more like 90-10, but, but that's kind of the short version. Otherwise we'd be here for the next couple of hours. Uh, how my, my health and spirituality merged. And that's what I would tell everybody. What I tell them now is be the change you wish to see in your life. What is that change? So what do you want to do? For example, if you want to be uh, an entrepreneur, you have to be an entrepreneur. First, mm-hmm. if you want to be a small business owner, then you are being an entrepreneur in regards to that. So you always have to focus first on who you are being and the doing will kind of start to revolve around that. And if you're really vibrating at a high level of who you are being, the doing this just starts to automatically show up it's 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 kind of surreal like you'll get an offer like oh come on this podcast or you know send this email email, or you'll get that that nudge that says you know go go for a walk now or eat this green salad like i have no idea what i'm going to eat in the morning i just i buy healthy food every week it's green stuff yellow stuff orange stuff some protein i mix up (coughs) excuse me plant and animal protein Mm -hmm. i gotta get my water better now i fully understand that it's the Yeah, that, that has been a missing piece for me, but I don't know what I want to eat, but my mind is focused on being healthy. And then, oh, my, my, the spirit part just takes over and literally says, make a salad this morning, bread." So I'll have like a chicken salad for breakfast. I don't know how many people have chicken salads for breakfast, but I do. I had a, so it was a combination of romaine lettuce, um, ar- argo, however you say it, spinach, um, some chia seeds, some, some chicken that I had already cooked, some organic chicken and just kind of shredded it and put it in there. Um, some dried fruit I had and a little bit of sunflower seeds and some tomatoes, cucumbers and radishes. That was my breakfast this morning. I had no clue I was going to have that, but because I'm focused on who I want to be, that the doing this just like has to match that being. So that's why yeah. most people, that's why most people gain the weight back Cause we're not focusing on who they want to be that they think this is where a lot of people get it wrong. They think they have to lose weight to be healthy, but it's the opposite. I guarantee. I, I'm so sure about this. You have to be healthy to lose weight. It's a 180 shift in your mindset. And I know because I've been there when I focused on losing weight to be healthy, it didn't work. I gained the weight, lost it, gained it, lost motivation, all that stuff. So you have to focus on who you want to be. Uh, for this case, being healthy too is weight. And then again, you have to have that why that understanding. And then there's still a bit of the mindset like, oh, I don't believe I'm a healthy person, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the imposter syndrome or the limiting beliefs, you still got to go in and deal with all of that too. But that's the basis of it. So anything you want to do in your life or anything you want to have in your life, focus on who you are being in relationship to that first.
1: So the identity is the the key part
0: yeah Yeah, that's yeah who's your identity yeah yeah that's it right there you just this is
1: also the foundation of the law of attraction which is one of those spiritual principles that people like to both love and bash because it requires i mean it's i was actually just looking at a little bit of of research and a good video about this this morning which is magnetizing things towards you with the beat with the beingness so it's the visualization and the identity shift and if you want to go on a spiritual level that is the resonance that you're putting out and then things kind of fall to you or get attracted to you that match that so it's not now a lot of this is where a lot of the like entrepreneurial rise and grind discipline crowd will have the like you said the 180 and i can easily get back into this mindset where it's just like i have to do it to myself before i'll believe it but it is so much less work, so much more seamless, and so more so much more consistent and sustainable. Like you said, if the belief comes first, so if the the mode of operation that your that your nervous system is working under is in alignment with who you want to be, right, it is much easier to actually sustain the doing. I found the the same thing. Yeah, which is why a lot of people run into that path because they they'll either have you know have tried like twelve different things for a workout system, like I get bored with movement and I have like probably thousand dollars worth of workout equipment behind me, which is (laughs) like two years of a gym membership. So, uh, you know, it's whatever is easiest for you. And the easy part is to first change your belief system. And the limiting beliefs are such a huge part of of health in general and transformation
0: Yeah, to change your belief system you got to have a target what are you focused on uh so again for me focused on that idea of being healthy and then yeah that belief system i am healthy you got to believe that and, and do all the work to actually believe that you can't just say i am healthy you'll feel it inside whether you believe it or not whether you actually mean it when you say it and if you mean it like i mean it now i am healthy but before I didn't, so I had to go through all this garbage, you know, garbage in, garbage out to, to work on that. But the other thing I want to say real quick, just a uh, tag along what you just said, when you consciously choose something in your life, you make a choice to be this, okay, all your actions are going to fall in line with what you are consciously choosing. Because if you consciously choose to be healthy, if you consciously commit to being healthy, This is how you shift your life. This is how you shift your mindset. You're going to have a really hard time eating that processed food. You're going to have a really hard time sitting on the couch because it doesn't line up with your new identity that you're building for yourself. And that's like you just said, the doing becomes much easier, much more manageable, much more sustainable over the long run. So it's really that. Yeah, establishing that vision of who you want to be and then consciously choosing that. You have to choose it. You have to decide, this is who I am. And you have to know, again, going back to my story, the original story, overweight, lethargic, couch potato versus healthy, thriving, uh, energetic individual. Those are two very different identities. I had to really decide, this is who I am. But over here, lethargic, overweight, couch potato, this is who I am not. So this is where the spiritual side comes in that you're seeing in my more recent post on Facebook. It's who you are versus who you are not. So they use the imposter syndrome term today, and I guess that's part of it. So as a common one, I, I like to say, you are not fear. That's not your true self. Your true self is courage. For example, your true self is love. Your true self is faith. But subconsciously, we get wrapped up in this identity of who we are not. And that's why you see so many people living stressed out lives and and anxious and depressed and all that because they're locked up in their imposter identity, not their true identity. And so you've got to know, choose your target, your true identity as love, choose to be that, And then just always, always be aiming for that target. And then, yeah, you're going to get off course with that target from these limiting beliefs and all that. And that's where a coach like me comes in or a therapist or something like that. I've been doing this long enough. I can, the training I did this morning, I actually taught people, I did it very briefly about how you identify your limiting belief and how you coach yourself.
1: That's what I was going to ask. How do you, if you're, what is the step one process for sitting with yourself and finding those low hanging self-limiting blocks? Yeah.
0: Okay. So it starts with a feeling. So let's take, we'll, we'll just take an example. I am healthy. I'm going to feel something inside that says, no, you, you don't believe that, Brad, you're BS and your so I won't say the full word here, yeah, but you're full of it, Brad, you're, you're going to feel something. Okay. So your first cue is I'm having a thought but there's something that tells me, I don't believe this thought. I am healthy, I am a millionaire. That's another one, I am a soulmate. Whatever it is you wanna be, you're gonna say, I am, fill in the blank. You're gonna have a biofeedback, a feeling inside that says, nah, you're full of it, Brad. Okay, your first thing is to be aware and recognize that feeling, okay? Then the self method I taught this morning, unless you got a thousand bucks an hour for a therapist or whatever, which some people do, Uh, I'm not that much yet, but hey, here I am. (laughs) But you get out your journal and, and you write that, you write this question. What is keeping me from believing this thought about myself? What is preventing me from truly buying into this thought that I am healthy? You write that question. And then if I had my hat on, when I write that question, I have my hat forward, like that's Brad. And then I put my pen down. I put my pick my pen back up, I turn my head around, backwards, and now I'm Coach Brad. And now as Coach Brad, I'm going to coach myself and answer my own question. But I'm not going to do it from thinking, trying to think of the answer. I'm just going to let, let, if I can say this here, spirit flow through me and let the answer come. So if I was literally coaching myself, what is preventing me from believing this thought about myself that I am healthy? Well, Brad, I'm gonna answer you this way by saying you have this thought that you are not healthy because that's what's been ingrained in your mind for the longest time. But I'm gonna tell you the truth right now, the matter is that the truth is that who you are really is healthy. So I'm coaching myself. And then the other thing I talked about this morning, which you'll understand this course is this term endurance because I've done this exercise and I have to go through five, 10, you know, eight and a half, I them piece of paper front and back five, 10 pages before I get to, oh, what is that belief?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's something, oh, it always comes back to three, but I can tell you, it always comes back to three beliefs. Everything comes back to, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. So I'm not worthy to be healthy. I'm not deserving to be healthy. Everything always goes back to those three core beliefs, those, those three limiting beliefs. And so again, it's, it's asking that question, coaching yourself, and it, it does take a little practice but you coach yourself to answer that question and you keep journaling and keep letting that flow out until something hits you. I've never not done, I've been doing this exercise for like three years now. I've never not done it where something didn't hit me. That I went, Oh my God, that's it. I had this belief that I'm not worthy to be paid $1,500 per hour as a coach. That's one I've been working on recently. Uh, I just recently raised my price again, but there's coaches out there, 1,500, 3,000. And that's a limiting belief I had that I'm not worth that much. And I had just this morning, I was journaling. What is preventing me from believing that I'm worth $1,500 an hour? And so I went through that and I went through the, oh, I'm not good enough. I have to, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy to charge that price. And it just, oh, that's the belief. I'm not worthy. And I went, oh, a beep, beep again. <laughs> And then once you get that, you have to ask yourself this question. And this isn't, a, everybody will tell you this question. This isn't all the personal development seminars, but you have to ask yourself, what is the truth? The truth is I've been doing this for 14 years. I've taken more seminars than most of these coaches already who are charging that. I've got more real world experience. All, the truth is I am worth 1500 bucks an hour. I'm still not going to charge that, but now I know I believe that I am worth that. So, you have to go through that process. So, you, you journal to identify what that belief is, and then you have to come to a realization of what the truth is. So, the truth is that now that I really understand it, that the, the, the imposter belief, the imposter fake identity, I guess, is lethargic, overweight, couch potato. The true identity is healthy, energetic, passionate, empowered individual. However, I forget my words now, but. And it's just going through, oh, I thought I wasn't worthy of being this. I thought that that wasn't my true. I thought that I wasn't good enough to be healthy or whatever. But the truth is I am. And the truth is for anybody listening, you are worthy of everything. You are good enough of everything. You are deserving of everything. Because if I could say this, we're all a part of the great universe or, you know, infinite spirit, all that. We're all part of the greater one. And, you know, we all have we all are deserving, we all are worthy, no matter your race, no matter your culture, all of that stuff. There's different challenges, I understand, for different races and different cultures, and depending on where in the world you're living, and, you know, if you're under a dictatorship, or like North Korea, or, or you know, more of a democracy, like Western Europe, or something, but, but ultimately, that's that's what it's about. You Choose who you want to be, focus on it, decide it, know that you're worthy, know that you're enough, know that you're deserving, and your life is going to start to change, and when you learn, especially when it comes to health, this is where I'm at now. When you learn to lead life from your heart, not your head. When you get out of your, you probably heard this expression: get out of your mind. When you get out of your mind completely and get into your heart, life takes on a whole new meaning. It's just crazy. It's anyway. That's, that was amazing.
1: Where do you think? Yeah, here's the the analyzer. Here's the mind coming in. I yeah. I, I appreciate the phrase and just how you put it, and especially with um. Dispenza has Joe Dispenza has a good phrase. I mean it's it's a known phrase, which is just heart brain coherence, which is whenever you're firing in synchrony, then like magic happens. Whenever your heart's sort of communicating in direct yeah. with your mind, then then you can like unleash yourself. But I've been doing trying my best to to act more for my my heart and turn my analyzer down. My girlfriend calls my analyzer. But I will ask you a couple analyzer questions, which is, where do you think those initial programs come from? The I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. Where do you think we we inherit those programs?
0: You know, I, I wish I could give you a specific answer, but it's the same. It's everybody gets these programs in them when they're, you know, zero, you know, birth to about six, seven, eight years old. Um, They come from a combination of of your family environment, your home environment, your society. Um, I remember to give you a perfect example, one of mine, I I had a very, very influential person in my life starting about, I don't know, four years old, maybe five or six. He called me a very bad name that no adult mentor should ever call a child. You just shouldn't do this. But he called me this name. The name that he called me was P P E O N. And that basically means refers to a worthless person. You're no good, you're worthless, you'll never amount to anything in your life. I think it first started as about four to six years old, and it continued my whole life all the way through high school until I went through college. Well, I didn't know it, but that I'm not enough, I'm not worthy came from that statement. You are a peon, Brad, because I believed what he told me. And so a lot of what we hear from our young age, zero to six, seven, eight years old, we hear you're fat, you're ugly, you're whatever, you're stupid. Oh, that was dumb, brother. We believe that because we don't know everything. So a lot of these beliefs come from what we hear and what we absorb and the vibration. I tell this to couples all the time and parents, it's not what you tell your kid. It's not what you do to your kid. It's not what you show your kid. It's the vibration that you're giving off when you're saying it, when you're doing it. It's how you're showing up are you saying with the vibration of, of genuine love not just love not bs love but genuine real love because what we pick up on is the vibration and if i say to my wife i love you but the kid over here knows i'm full of crap that i'm not sincerely meaning it they're going to pick up on that and the kid's going to go well he doesn't love me either therefore i'm not worthy it becomes a subconscious belief so that's yeah. kind of where they come from we all We all have it. I realize now no parent is perfect. I certainly made a lot of mistakes as a parent. I definitely wish I could do all that over, but I can't. All I can do is move forward. And that's for anybody listening. All you can do is move forward in your life. Um, The healing process, just throw this in there real quick. It starts with love and forgiveness. You have to learn to love yourself. Self-love is the new buzzword out there. It starts with self-love and self-forgiveness to be able to move through some of these, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'm not deserving, to get to the real you. So you you can draw on a piece of paper, which I had folks through this morning, the old you, the fake you, and the new empowered you, but you got to go through this, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving, to actually believe it and mean it and, and actually feel it. It doesn't matter if you visualize it in your head. You got to feel it in the core of your bones. I am a, a healthy, empowered, inspired, energetic individual. That's the new Brad.
1: Mm. If someone hasn't had a taste of that empowerment is what are the easy ways to to give them the feeling to latch onto so that they can then sort of put themselves in that that resonance whenever they try to reprogram?
0: Well, the easiest way I would say is to put yourself in that environment. So if you could put yourself, you know, in in an environment that is, you know, the opposite of toxic, loving, healthy, supportive, uh, that will be easy because that will start to mask those symptoms, but it won't, it's just a bandaid. It won't take them away. But the very first thing, any, any spiritual person on that path will tell you this. It starts with an awareness, an awareness of of who you are currently being. That's what my journey started for me. 14 years ago, I was sitting on my bed in my bedroom. I looked down and I had this massive pot belly and that was a wake up call. So it starts with a wake up call uh, that, oh my God. And And then I didn't even realize, but subconsciously just started programming myself. I'm an overweight, lethargic couch potato. That's who I believed I was. That's who I believed my identity, but I know now that's the false identity. Um, but to answer your question, it, it just starts with an awareness and a wake up call. And uh, you know what, my life's not working for me. My life's not working out how I want it. Well, exactly, most people are living a life they don't want. Nobody wants to be depressed. Nobody wants to be high stressed. Nobody wants to be working 24 seven or whatever. Um, that's kind of the, the go mentality hustle culture. I've learned to distance myself from that a little bit. Um, but it's really Awake. Oh, okay, this is this is who I am right now in my life. This isn't working for me. It's that awareness and acknowledgement of the current situation that's not working, and then developing your target. Okay, what do I want? Who do I want? To be? All of that stuff.
1: So, say you develop your your target, so you have a, a clear vision of where you want to go. What have you run into for anything related to consistency and accountability? Like, what have been your your ways to keep doing the thing or has just shifted your beingness been enough for you
0: shifted the beingness is a big part of it and focusing on that target but it goes back to the why why did i want to be healthy because even once i started to shift my target i didn't have a clear why and so i was still falling off the horse getting back on losing weight gaining but it wasn't as bad it's when i got my why and we're not talking about an external why we're talking about an internal why um, external-wise, are not sustainable. That's the carrot, like hanging the carrot out, dangling the carrot out in front. Um, I remember this as a parent, you know, I, with a stepdad, I would dangle a carrot out in front of her, it would work. But then the next time it wouldn't work, I had to put chocolate on the carrot and then that wouldn't work. Then I had to put sprinkles on it. And so an external why never works in the long term. It only works, you know, if you, if you have a goal to run a 5k race and you lose 10 pounds, that that'll work for six weeks or six months, whatever, but that won't work for six years. And so you have to go in internal within and find that why. And there's an exercise on my Facebook page that I tell people how to do that. But that's, that's what, that's what keeps the accountability is knowing that why. The the consistency part, that's actually something I struggled with. Mm -hmm. And the lesson I learned there, the consistency comes from one thing, commitment to yourself. You have to be committed to yourself to be the change you wish to see in your life. You have to be committed to being healthy. You have to be committed to being an entrepreneur. You have to be committed to being a soulmate. You have to be committed to being a new car owner. Just Real quick, the law of attraction, you want a new car. Well, who are you being in relationship to the new car? I'm being a new car owner. I am a new car owner. And then you, you visualize it, you feel it, and you commit to being that thing. That was a big mistake I made. I didn't fully come into understanding with until about two years ago. I didn't fully commit to my own journey, my own growth. And that's one of the magic ingredients I talk about. That, and you've got to be determined. Um, It's one of my favorite quotes, work harder on yourself than you do your job from Jim Rohn.
1: I was going to say, it sounds like a Rohn quote. Yeah, Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Most people don't do that. Most people will spend 10 hours a day on their job and one hour a month on themselves. And it's just the opposite. Um, Luckily, I've been doing this a while now. I can go to the full day job and just, you know, step aside for five and reset myself and be okay. And most people don't know how to do that. Right. That's true. That's where accountability and consistency comes from, comes from knowing your why and being committed to yourself and your own journey. Um, Yeah.
1: Have you found that the why has a magnitude of any? Like I've, there's a couple of struggles that I've had, namely with like, just something real basic like coffee, because it's such a, it just hits me so hard and it has negative ripples. But have you found that you have to have like a powerful enough. Is there like a threshold of why that you need or that you see people need to come up with where it needs to be sort of as big as you want your life to be to actually stick? Like, is there a threshold somewhere in there where you hear someone say something and you're like, not strong enough? Like, where is that threshold?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The threshold is you're going to feel it's going to resonate mm-hmm. with you. Um, so the seven levels of why exercise, yeah, you keep going down more and more deeper and deeper, but absolutely, yes. Uh, some people say you have to have a bulletproof why a rock solid why if, if your journey, if you're having trouble with accountability, consistency, things like that, like if you want to break the habit of drinking coffee, yeah. you, <clears throat> this is how this is how nature works. Anytime you remove something, nature's going to fill it in with something. So if you want to get rid of a habit, you've got to have a new habit to replace it with. But then again, what connects the old and the new is the why. You have to understand why do I want this new habit? What about this old habit is not working for me? Well, what about this is important for me? And just keep going down until it really resonates you. Until you get that, that, oh my God, that's it. That's the feeling I go for now. Like, oh my God, that's it. You just know. I don't know if you've ever had that experience in your life. Um, it was actually a, a, a realtor that taught me this. This was when I just first moved to Tulsa. But we were talking about, you know, she she had met and married her, her husband, um, I don't know, five, 10 years before. And I just, out of, out of random curiosity, I'm like, well, how did you know that was the one? And she goes, Brad, I walked in and from the first meeting, I just knew. And she said it so calmly. So it was her tone of voice that got me. She just knew. And that's what your why has to be. You have to keep going. The exercise is called seven layers deep, but I've done that right gone 20, 30 layers deep. You have to keep going until you get to that why. And Simon Sinek says you have one why. I say you have, I have many different why's. Why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Why do I want to start an online business? That's very different from why do I want to be healthy? But the two very much are intertwined and, and, and related. Um. My why, my why for being an entrepreneur, what I do online, is because I want to help others have their, lead their, be to have, live their best life possible. My why for being healthy is I, I need to take care of my mind, body, and spirit so that it will take care of me so that then I can do all this other stuff. So. Hmm. So long, short answer is yes, you've got to have a why that really resonates and keep pushing yourself. I call it a transformational endurance. Like you're running a marathon <coughs> only this time it's a marathon that's your life. That point B is your, you know, you're 26.2 miles away and you just got to keep going. I guarantee you keep going. Anybody listening, you just keep going, keep pushing yourself. You will get there you will cross the finish line. I crossed my finish line of my marathon, literally crawling, literally crawling on all fours. I got to, I still remember, I got to mile 18. I completely bonked. i had never run that far. I had done one 21 mile training in my life, but I had never run that far. I got to mile 18. I bonked, I struggled. I got to about mile 21, 22. And from there it was just like crawl, walk, crawl, walk, sit or whatever I could do, but I finished. And so my point is you keep going, keep going this is another quote i heard keep going until you get the result you desire so and that exercise that journal exercise where you're answering that question you know what is the what is preventing me from believing that i am healthy keep keep journaling keep letting the words flow out until you push yourself until you get that answer you'll get that answer it's what my friend told me the realtor you just know this is it my god that's it that's it Oh my God! The belief that's holding me back is I'm not enough. I'm not worthy enough to charge fifteen hundred. That's what it was this morning. It's like there we go again. I'm not worthy. To charge fifteen hundred dollars an hour. And then I have. What's the truth? The truth is I've done all these classes. I've done doing. I'm more qualified than most of these people charging that rate. And I had to reset my. Oh, I am worthy. So
1: in your truth aspect that you just said there, you listed a pile of evidence that you can fall back on on use. What if someone doesn't have that pile of evidence is the pile of evidence, meaning you clearly are qualified. And this is why, what if someone didn't have all of those reasons that they could come up with for their truth?
0: I can answer that, but only from a spiritual perspective. Sure. So if you don't have that pile of whatever credentials, whatever to fall yeah. back on, trainings, workshops, all that, like real, real life marathon experience, all that. Um, From a spiritual perspective, and I don't know, evangelical Christianity will view this differently, but um, we are all one. And I am a unique individual creation of God. I am one with God. Therefore, I have all the same powers that God does. Hmm. Yeah. If yeah god, they might
1: but that's fine i mean i, I i'm resonating with what you're saying and yeah if god can
0: handle this and do this then so can i since i am one with god like literally open this up it's like like the spirit part of me is god the spirit part of me is courage is confidence is worthy all of that and that's from an understanding that i am one with god that's how i can answer that Mm. so i I do have that and i have to remember to go Mm. back because we forget who we are oh yeah i got to remember all this again it's like this crazy journey of remembering who you are then you forget and then you remember another piece and forget. oh my god yeah
1: there's old vedic and buddhist stories uh, that a lot of the philosophers like alan watts used to tell the story of Sort of once you understand that or have that experience in your own life, then whenever other people are playing small, you can kind of like wink and sort of you can see them for a godhead disguised and playing small too, so you can sort of get other help get other people out of that It's a very weird mindset twist whenever whenever you realize how much creative power you mm-hmm. have yeah and that is the core identity that is the core belief I think that if you can if you can actually have an experience where you truly believe that if you can come back to that, you could probably get out of anything. (laughs) That's a powerful one. I have to
0: remember to go back to that. So that's, to answer your question, yeah, without all the credentials, I mean, it helps if you have the credentials, if you don't, uh, it's because, you know, where, where did my low self-esteem, how did I switch from low self-esteem to high from low self-worth to high understanding of this oneness that I am? Well, I'm one with God. God, God has like, 100% 100% self-esteem, 100% mm-hmm. self-worth, you know, this is God we're talking about, then therefore I am one with God, I must have that same, and it came to a realization of, that I am this oneness and who I am and, and all of that, and and then also over, over time, overcoming these limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned one, you know, I'm a peon, another one that happened to me very early in my life, this was seventh grade, I'll never forget this, this devastated me, but uh, I was in seventh grade, And this was the time where we were, you know, had the, I don't know how they do it now, but we had lockers and you change classes, you know, you go to your locker, put one set of books back at your next, change classes, all that. Well, I was at my locker there and this other girl had had her locker two lockers down from me. And it was weird because we used to be best friends, but now she became part of the proud crowd, all that popular stuff I didn't. She looked at me one day and she asked, she said, Brad, you're not going to the dance tonight, are you? And there was a dance that night before I had a chance to say anything. She goes, I hope not. You're so ugly. No one will ever dance with you. And that devastated me. And that take my self-esteem. It was already pretty bad and put it even lower. I should, I should call her out because I know her name right now. I should just call her out right now and say her name. And have the whole world here what a bullish I was. think
1: that's just an incarnation or I think everyone knows that one person I mean there's a term for that it's just called mean girl but it's yeah, yeah mean, just those yeah. unnecessarily vicious subconsciously attacking yeah, yeah. It,
0: was, it was another one that I believed her and that really affected my self-esteem and self-worth until I was about 40 and started about 3839 started this journey and started to realize that what she told me that day was was not true was not a lie that that it was a lie um, then again, I had to realize that was the fake identity and then the true identity and all that. So, yeah, it, it's taken a while to, to realize the oneness that I am and to overcome all these beliefs. But here's the difference between me and everybody else. Mm. I wanted it. I pushed myself. I understood what I want my life to be about. And that's what made me, I mean, I have, let me show you here real quick, Alex. Mm. This is a, uh, you can see some writing on Oh this. yeah. You can't read it. This is a a standard eight and a half by 11, not a three ring binder, spiral notebook. That's the term I was looking for. I have hundreds of these. I'm not exaggerating. I've probably filled up four or 500 of these just writing, doing, coaching myself, writing all that stuff, journaling basically, overcoming, overcoming. What is it about me that thinks I'm ugly? And then coach myself through that, answer that question. Oh my God, what is the truth? I'm actually handsome. I truly believe. And now I've gotten that quite a bit. God, you're so handsome, man. I'm like, oh, you look like Dennis Quaid or Kevin Costner. I'm like, oh, thank you. So.
1: I can see Kevin Costner, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, That's funny. But anyway, yeah, it's,
0: it's so you have to work on yourself. I did the inner work. I've done the inner work. I'm still doing the inner work. Most people don't even realize to do this. This is an inner journey, not an outer mm. journey. Most people look to the doing to try to figure things out. One person asked me a client a couple months ago. Brad, I want you to tell me specifically what I need to do, not change my mind. And I just, I pause. I go, well, that's exactly what you need to do is change your mind. <laughs> you need to get your focus away from overweight, lethargic, cotch potato to healthy, strong, empowered, inspiring individual. Mm. And then I walked her through that and then she, the light bulb went off and she's like, oh, you're right. That is who I am.
1: Mm. So There is an Alan Watts quote that you made me think of, which is, um, what do you desire, which is another way of asking, who are you? And the I struggle with that sometimes because I have, like I said, I get caught in the weeds. So if someone has kind of just been running on autopilot their entire life, so I could definitely say I was running on autopilot through high school, college, basically yeah. until I started farming, until I started actually like doing a life review at like 22. But for someone who has almost everything they're doing is just a program how would you begin to think about what you actually desire that is your own and not that was given to you like beliefs that of what you wanted that weren't external that weren't given to you how do you start to what was your way of starting to actually sift through that uncover and figure out what you actually desired
0: you know, it, well, first, it starts with that wake-up call. Again, for me, that wake-up call was sitting on, the, on my bed that one day realizing that I'm, I'm 50 pounds overweight. It it starts with a wake-up call, an awareness, of, and then a, an honest, brutally honest self-assessment of your life. Everything that you are being in your life right now, everything that you are doing in your life right now, everything that you are having in your life right now. And then you have to have this understanding, this training that I do, like I, that training I did this morning. You have to understand what you don't want and then you have to understand what it is you do want and that's mm-hmm. how you slowly start to shift is you just you have to know what those targets are but to even get to that point it's it's an awareness it's a wake up call most people you, you said uh, alex are on you know auto autopilot the, the program most people die that way very few, you know my parents died that way my parents would have no clue what i'm talking about they're just like work work you know, nine to five or 8am to midnight every night and then retire and have 10 years to enjoy your life. Meanwhile, they, they had nothing in their life. They had no peace. They had no, none of that. Um, so it's a process. You slowly become aware of of who you are and what you want. And you slowly start to make shifts to go towards what you want. That's the going from who you are to who you want to be from where you are to where you want to be. Um, it's, it's, it's a journey. I can say that it's definitely a sprint. Uh, Um, and slowly realizing who you are i mean that's that's the number one question of of all is is just that who are you realize that i am peace stress is who i am not Mm -hmm. realize that i am faith fear is who i am not that's the imposter the fake identity the true identity so it's I don't know. I guess I'm kind of lucky and blessed and, and weird to be on this journey to wake. I, I didn't start, like you just mentioned 22. I didn't have a clue about any of this. Until I was 38. It, it actually really started, um, I could say this, when I, I had a mutual parting of ways with a, a youth soccer team I was coaching. And I read, I don't know if you know this name, John Wooden, the basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, real famous at UCLA. He won 10 titles or something. Uh, but I was reading, I did a lot of reading. I still do a lot of reading, but reading one of his books. And he said something in the book that if you want to have a relationship, if you want to be a good youth sports coach, you have to have a relationship with God. And I went, oh, I had none at that time. And I didn't know anything. So the only thing I knew was the Bible. So I just went and bought a Bible and started reading it. And then a lot of stuff in there just didn't work for yeah. me. Um, it put me in a box, which I just didn't like. I like to like. I'm more spiritual, so I can expand and kind of choose my own path versus mm-hmm. that path being chosen for me. And that just kind of clicked, and I've just kind of taken off ever since. And yeah, I'm not the same person I was even like when you and I did the podcast. Yeah. I've had Deeper awakenings and understanding, because I'm always working on myself, always doing this, like. I like to joke with some people, like I say, you know, I wish I could be like Jesus and just go or boot and just, you know, go in the woods and meditate for 40 days. And I realized, you know what? I live on a travel trailer in the woods and I journal a lot. Yeah. Doing that already without even knowing it. So, yeah, you know, I try to spend an hour a day or maybe half hour, not every day, every other day, journaling and coaching myself on a lot of this. Like, like I said, just this morning, that feeling like I don't feel worthy to coach these people at this price. Like I, I, it's that feeling you feel something. That's all I can say. That's just, something's not right. Because when it's resonating, that heart chakra is just open and falling and your energy's off the chart. So when you feel your heart chakra closed, that's probably the most important one, but don't, quote me on that i'm not a yoga guru but when that thing is closed you gotta there's something going on that's your cue that you need to to work to do some inner work there and like i said it's a constant ongoing ongoing journey of doing that inner work so but it's fun i enjoy it's what i for me why i was put on this planet to do the inner work so that i can help inspire others how to do that inner work like this podcast yeah so
1: yeah no this has been Extremely helpful. And you mentioned time briefly that that you weren't even the same person as when we last chatted. And that's the very weird part. If you have never experienced timelessness, that's kind of what I think hooks people in the self-discovery or the inner work game is whenever you get the glimpses of dramatic transformation without grinding, like whenever something just clicks or you get a glimpse of something or you feel something and you're you just will never be the same after it like it's out of time there's no like it's not like going to the gym every day and you see gradual consistency over six months it's immediate so the people who i hang out with um very energy-based coaches would call that a quantum leap which is you just made a significant ripple in the information in the quantum field and then they would say a growth period follows where your body gets to catch up. So it's, that's kind of what happens when you find something revelatory is you send a ripple in the field and then your body gets to catch up, but it does feel like you're a totally different person just from that single experience.
0: Yeah. It's that heart chakra. That's yeah. always my, my feedback when that's full on it. Uh, You just mentioned about like a quantum shift or something. That reminds mm-hmm. me that here's something you hear a lot in the health world or that book Atomic Habits, you know, about habits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all It takes six weeks or eight weeks or I don't know, 60, 90. Yeah, 50.
1: sixty-six days was the average. Yeah, I have it literally next to me. <laughs>
0: and this is what I say: no, that's it takes two seconds to form a new habit, but you have to have. But it takes five years to get to that shift, right? You know, to have that two-second shift to form a new habit. And the argument I always give here: uh, bless our military personnel, bless their hearts. But I don't know of any more disciplined, well-trained person than a united states uh, soldier whether they're navy marines army air force that's a tremendous amount of training they go through a tremendous amount of discipline all of that stuff they're doing some sort of physical regimen basically every day four or five days a week for a year five years 10 20 years of their career they come out none of that stuff's a habit what happens within the first five years with not all of them but a large proportion of them Mm. They let themselves go. They gain their weight. I've worked with a number of Vietnam veterans, a number of World War II veterans, 1,500 pounds overweight, diabetes, diabetic. I had one that had a lower limb cut off because he was diabetic. Where did all that discipline go, all that with with the habit? It's because they're still stuck in their fake identity and they don't have their why. I
1: was going to say, it was given to them. It wasn't theirs.
0: It was given to them. They were forced. They didn't do it themselves. And so you can do something for... 20 years and still not have it be a habit if you don't associate yourself with a different identity and you don't have a rock solid why you're not committed to yourself and your journey to being that better person yeah i I just can't tell you how many military personnel i've seen career military that have let themselves go and then they're 50 60 70 years old they come to me and it's like i need to get back in shape and my yeah you're and bless their heart you know they serve but no it it it's two seconds to form a new habit once you understand a lot of what I'm saying, but it takes five years to understand some of what I've been saying. It's taken me that long.
1: That is weird about the, the, the willpower because most people will think of that timeline. And the way I interpret that is you can like will yourself through something for that long. And I think people are looking for that demarcation point where they won't have to use conscious willpower. Anymore where their body will just do it kind of like driving, right? You don't have to put willpower into thinking of how to drive your, your body muscle motor patterns, just know how to do it. So I think people are like, I just need this to become part of my muscle memory. So I don't have to think about it, but yeah, for some things it never really does that, like given the opportunity, people will just drop something. So it, yeah, you definitely have to, have to want it. Like you have to, you said something at the very beginning, two key things that I think are basically the key to just long-term health, which is fun and sustainability. Like, can you do this or some form of it forever? And will you enjoy it? <laughs> Those are huge things. Yeah. That's why I have so many pieces of fitness gear behind me. It's because I don't like going to a gym. I love the result. I really just don't like that. It feels dry. I hate running on a treadmill. The, the pump I get is momentary. And I really like autonomy. And you can have full autonomy in a gym for sure. I'm just not the person that... Um, well, A, I also have like three different careers that I do every day. So I just need whatever I want behind me. Like I have an honest steel maze, kettlebells, whatever I feel like doing that day, whatever's fun, I will do like your body doesn't care. It it doesn't really care if you're deadlifting opposed to doing something interesting. You might not get the results as fast as you want to, but like you said, it doesn't matter as long as you can keep doing it and you enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. How, How do you keep everything fun? What do you what do you use to to keep your the the development side of things fun and entertaining you know, for that's, yourself?
0: That's a great question because I'm actually in that phase right now. Um, I I quit going to the gym altogether probably six seven years ago. Yeah, I gave up the treadmill. I do everything like, like primal, like yeah. more of a primal routine outdoors, and you know like Rocky Four, I'll carry the, the big heavy rock up a big hill or something yeah. like that. Or um, how I keep things fun that goes back. Again, it all goes back to identity and who you are being. Um, that's that's key, really, to sustaining it. And what I do to keep it fun, I find things that are fun. I have a soccer ball. I'll go out in my backyard and play soccer for 20 minutes. That'll be my movement for the day. Um, I love nature. I love running on rocks. And, and like American Ninja Warrior, they jump like a frog, like the frog thing. You know, I have an exercise like that, I do. Stand up paddleboarding. So I, I do a variety of things. Stand up paddleboarding, riding my bike. You know what? I don't feel like running today. I'm just gonna walk. Today I'm gonna run and walk. So it's it's really you have to have a deep understanding of how to train yourself, which I do luckily now. But I've got so many modalities. I spent the last three days just doing yoga. Um, there's a principle I teach in one of my programs. It's called training by feel and instinct. <clears throat> you wake up in this in the morning. And I've been doing this for so long now. I'm on the, I call it the effortless effort stage. Like doing wellness, healthy it just comes automatic. I'm on the autopilot for that now. But to keep it fun, I follow the instinct and, and feel, feel an instinct principle. You know what? Today, I just feel like going for a walk. That's all I'm going to do. So that keeps me motivated because if I'm not, and, and again, let me back up. I'm not training for anything specifically about yeah. training for a marathon or something. I would kind of push myself out of that, that comfort zone. I train for longevity now. I train to be healthy, fit, and strong for as long as possible, and that's very different than training for a marathon or a race or something like that. So, so again, that goes back to the why. Why are you training? <laughs> but again, I, I just mix it up and then I go by feel and instinct. Today, you know what? I feel like going paddleboarding. I want to go paddleboarding today, so I get in my car and I go to the lake, and that it rejuvenates me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go play some ultimate frisbee today with friends. I did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, just always a variety, but always knowing my why, take care of my mind, body, spirit. It'll take care of me being committed to being that healthy person. Um, it just comes on It's like never not fun. Like the, the only time I get really bored with anything is like if I'm in the gym, one, two, three, four, like 30 of this, like five sets of 15 reps of this, like that. I, I have to be moving. So another thing that keeps it fun for me is I'm moving. I'm moving from point A to point B. I'm not standing in one spot doing repetition after repetition. I get so bored with that so quick now. Like I literally can't last five minutes. I like, I, I did CrossFit for a couple of years yeah. and that's, that has a lot of the, you know, 10 of these or 30 of these or this for 30 seconds, but that's kind of a more family environment, which helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just have different modalities that you know that are fun for you. Know your why, know your identity, be committed to your identity, fun and uh, the motivation will automatically be there and the discipline will automatically be there if you have to force your discipline it's you got to go back to your life if you're having to force yourself and some days you do admittedly like there were days i had to get my butt out of bed at four in the morning to go train in the swimming pool Um, but that was kind of a different thing going on if i was training for a, a, a marathon or something right now then i would have to go back to that mindset but now i'm in the just longevity just hey let's i call it slow easy let's just go slow and easy and my body loves it i'm not sore all the time now and still got all the flexibility i'm doing good at 51 and plan on being this for another 20 30 years at least so
1: yeah that's the reason i like the the primal model which is a lot of sprinkled high intensity with a lot of slow regenerative you know aerobic because a lot of people who come to me but just um primal coaches specifically are people who have trained consistently for a marathon or for a Spartan or for just high intensity things. And they got deconditioned or they got conditioned to hate the training because I mean, it's stressful. Like you go into adrenal fatigue very quickly when you're done with that. If you're training um, for something super intense. So a lot of people come because they're like, I don't like, exercise because they got so conditioned in the discipline and it just it wasn't fun so they just kind of uh, took like a really long break after they did their event and they just stopped enjoying it so they come because they're like I know I like I like the feeling of being athletic and being fit but I need this to not suck and that's the longevity aspect so that's why you're just like you sprinkle in the intense workouts when you're feeling energized and the rest of the time you focus on slowly building aerobic capacity or going paddleboarding, boarding or going for like all those things are just as good for your nervous system for your mental health for like if you're worried about blood glucose like as long as you're moving your as body long. really doesn't care
0: <laughs> there, there's one coach out there i studied with for a couple years he talks about you know embracing the suck and yeah to be Uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable and i bought into that for a while and i think if you're in that hardcore go 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 marathon spartan ultra marathon it
1: works for a time
0: it it does work for a time and i I won't lie i had to kind of go through that to get to where i am now The the slow easy um but i think ultimately yeah. It, like even me training too much over training. I, I, I took five minute pace off my mile. I'm so happy I did that. It's not about time or being competitive, any of that anymore uh, for, uh, I wish I could, my whole program, I call it the slow easy. I wish I could just give that to the whole world. Yeah. I really believe it. It, it's the way to approach it. I went to primal because when I first read about it, I'm like, that's my slow easy program.
1: Right. Basically. <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically, we're saying the same thing. And that's really what drew me to primal when I first learned yeah. about it. There's so much commonality in the, the healthy or the the outdoor type of a thing. And it wasn't, you know, hardcore, high intensity every time, like CrossFit, you know, high intensity five days a week. But um,
1: Yeah, and some bodies can handle that. Like some people young can bodies. physically, well, there are some people who just can handle that amount of yeah. micro tears and inflammation. I can't anymore it's just not fun like i have too many other things that i don't really want to be sore while i'm doing so i i do like 3 or 4 um intense quote like i don't like beat myself into the ground to the point of adrenal fatigue but i'll definitely have like a 90% i still sprint once a week but uh um, yeah, the rest cool. of the time it's slow. it's slow and easy yeah, there's a lot of walking there's a lot of meditating There's a lot of like, I love mountain biking and there's a lot of just pure enjoyment. And yeah, I mean, it, it all works the same, but I do really like the, um, since I still like the metabolic science, muscle mass is still like one of those massive drivers for metabolic health. So I still do encourage people and clients to like, you know, lean mass is important.
0: I'd be curious. I've always wanted to sit down and pick the brain of you probably know David Goggins. The oh, yeah.
1: He, yeah. Yeah, he's a monster. And it's yeah. usually that type of extreme personality that'll grab a lot of attention. And I love his stuff. I'm just like, I don't know if this is sustainable.
0: Well, I, I think it's not sustainable, but that, I would like to pick his brain. And and that's how he associates his identity with a yeah. person, a lot of those Navy SEALs, which is fine. But I've always wanted to sit down because I ran into this my, my, during my, my five years of being a recreational endurance athlete, doing all the Spartans. I did it all for the wrong reasons. I did it all for fear. Because if I thought if I didn't do this, then I wouldn't be good enough. I thought if I do this, then I'll be good enough. It goes back to that central belief. I'm not good enough. Well, if I do all these races, everything, people are going to like me, respect me. They'll think, then I'll think I'm good enough. And I've always wondered. And so I was doing all that out of fear. It took me a long time to understand that. And then when I finally realized that I completely switched up my philosophy towards training and then switched to longevity. And it's like, it doesn't have to be about hardcore anymore. And then it became from a place of love. And when it comes from a place of love, then it became fun again. Yeah. I had to relearn to, to exercise and to have it be fun again. And I've always been curious with like David Goggins, you know, is he coming from a place of fear or is he coming from a place of love? I know that's who he is, who he thinks he is. But what's going on underneath the surface there I'm, re- I'm really curious like do you do you have to do this all this in order to love yourself and know that you are worthy is that what's going on or is there something you know i had to do all that to think that i was good enough and to think i was worthy so i'm wondering if that's the same thing with him and, and Jocko and some of these other guys i don't know because i've never talked to them it'd just be interesting to sit down and, and pick their brains because yeah that's that's insane and you know our culture in america they big strong is what it's about and hardcore and intense is what it's all about so a lot of people fuck towards that it's absolutely not sustainable in the long run no way. i think
1: strength is sustainable i don't think at that frequency or that pace it is yeah i mean i'm i'm all about um, consistently getting stronger with age but recovery is most people do not talk about recovery because i think the trend especially for influencers like them and they're definitely not just influencers like they are they are what they say are like they are intense people <laughs> that's their identity but i wonder what will happen in like 10 years maybe yeah. something will shift for goggins or the recovery aspect is never talked about in those circles because i think the the default. Or the, the default audience is usually someone who just doesn't have a movement background. So we've come to the burnout stage already. We're like, okay, this isn't sustainable. I need to recover and regenerate a little more. But for someone who is just starting, who needs the motivation to literally just get up, right? the lethargic couch, couch potato, I don't know that they really need slash want the recovery message right away so it's kind of just a phase thing right you're just like you have to experience the burnout to be like oh okay
0: (laughs) well you know there's that and there's people have already bought into the hardcore Navy seal type philosophy mentality before they've even gotten off the couch and so if they're out running and they try to run a mile and like oh they quit at like you know nine tenths of a mile or whatever then all of a sudden they, they get down on themselves they get hard on themselves oh i quit you know i had a 10th of a mile ago, go. I didn't push myself or whatever. I need to push myself harder to get, you know, this final 10th of a mile. Yeah. And, and there is a place for that. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I had to go through that to get to where I am now. I won't deny it. But ultimately, it, 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 you know, again, I'd love to sit down with David Goggins. Are you doing this out of fear? My gut instinct, my gut, what tells me in here is that the answer to that is yes that he thinks he may not be worthy enough deep down very subconscious he may not be worthy. and i don't know his background and, you know, his I,
1: background yeah he's talked about this on i think with rogan uh, quite a few times and there is a lot of that in his yeah. he talks about a lot of those types of stories when he was growing up so there's it there probably is a that yeah. in there
0: but yeah. people, please, no, you don't have to kill yourself on a workout to be good enough. You're already good enough, you're already worthy. And, and again, going back to the spiritual side, in my eyes and the eyes of God and all that stuff. Um, if you truly value yourself as a person, you have your you have your target as being healthy, you're committed to yourself to being healthy, it's gonna naturally happen. Uh, and yeah. you can do it without at least psychologically beating yourself up. And what I'm saying, what I always tell people, you can do exactly what it is you're doing Change the reason you're doing it. Don't have it be based in fear because you think you're not good enough. So, oh, if I don't lose this weight, people won't love me and I won't love myself, you know, or something like that. Oh, they're only gonna like me if I lose 20 pounds. That's not true. Um lose the weight because you already like yourself. Lose the weight because you're already in love yourself. And now you want to do yourself, you want to treat your temple better, you want to do yourself a favor and lose the weight. Uh, because you love who you are so much not because you hate yourself your fear that doesn't work either and it's been a journey for me the you know the the word now self-love that's been huge for me and i've been deep into that in the last year really but especially the last two three years um but again yeah just to kind of wrap up this part i really curious to know do what all my races i realized i did out of fear Hmm. that if i didn't do them i wouldn't be good enough i wouldn't be worthy and that's not true that was my false identity True identity. I had to latch on, and it took me more to not race to understand who I truly was. And now I understand why. I did a great talk on this too. My my, the race uh, I'm looking at, and you see this pain on my face, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's so awesome, you did that race, Brad." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I did it for all the wrong reasons." And I'm like, "What?" And you know, I so "That that Brad in that picture there, he doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't have low self worth. He doesn't have, or he has low self worth. He has low self esteem." He thinks if he doesn't cross this race that he's not worthy that he's not good enough and the whole audience just went like like he could hear a pin drop because they would have never thought from that perspective. So, Do the thing you do for the right reason out of love. The only thing, I mean, Tony Robbins says pleasure and pain, I call it love and fear. Do things out of love because you know who you are. You Know that you are worthy. I know that I'm worthy now. I know I'm enough so I can go out and run a 5k race. That's where the fun comes from because now Mm -hmm. I'm doing place of love too. Not that I have to go out and kill myself. If I don't do this, I won't lose weight, blah, blah, blah. I got to lose weight. It's like I said, you don't lose weight to be healthy. I guarantee that's the wrong mindset. You have to be healthy to lose weight. I've been in some of these weight loss chat rooms, Weight Watchers, blah, 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 Everybody disagrees with me. They're all still struggling in the yo-yo cycle. And I'm just like, all right, I'm telling you, this is the way to sustainability. This is the way to joy. This is the way to happiness. You be healthy choose who you want to be choose the change you want to be in your life and then go do everything do it for the right reasons the doing doesn't change the reason you do it is what changes
1: beautiful yeah i the two things that i can usually fall back on are curiosity and potential i'm just like i wonder where my edge is or i wonder what this would feel like or The thing i really liked about primal was just the genetic potential which is just most people don't touch it like you're you are built for pretty astounding things and most people just don't even scratch the surface so i really like the uh, more of the aubrey marcus style like human potential and optimization it's just like you don't have to do any of these things but wouldn't it be curious or wouldn't wouldn't it be interesting to see how far you could go and how good you could feel and how strong you could be. <laughs> <Totally laughs> I admire that. I wish yeah. I had
0: more of that in me. Like, I thought about doing some ultra marathons. I really, how far can I go? How far can yeah. I go? I really admire those, like um, the ultra runner, um, Scott Yrkin or Jurgen mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, yeah. D- oh, what's his name? The Greek guy, Dean something or other. Did like I don't them.
1: follow a ton of them.
0: Yeah, but anyway, he's, he's pushed himself just so far. as like, I'd be, kind of cool to you know so i do admire there's some of that you know how far can you really push yourself but at this stage too i'm really happy with my routine and my and my journey and, and realize i don't need to push myself like that anymore but only because i have done it before so if you're brand new to it, I would definitely take some time where you do really challenge and push yourself. But I know enough now there's times when there are times to challenge, push yourself, to embrace the suck, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. But there's times to step away from that and just stay in your comfort zone to say, screw the, screw the suck. I don't want to embrace it today. Screw it. You know, it's that balance. Oh, life's always about balance. Everything. That's how nature works. Nature is about balance. If something comes in, something goes out, if there's five of these molecules over here, then there's got to be five over here, you know, photosynthesis. It's always about a balanced equation. That's how your life has to be with everything. It has to be balanced with with health, with spiritual, with family, with work, with everything. And I I learned that the hard way too. So I try to do these lessons and podcasts to to help people Um, learn my mistakes. That Yeah, it's about balance. It's not about hardcore all the time. Be soft. It's not about eating healthy all the time. Eat ice cream. That's where my eat ice cream comes from. Yeah, uh, you know i had some chocolate chip cookies last night and i had three of them i should have only had one because my system can't handle that much sugar right again this morning but you know hey you know you only get one life three chocolate chip cookies every day would kill me but once about once every couple months won't kill me so yeah and i embraced the sucker about an hour this morning while my stomach it was getting through really, was <laughs> up, but, sacrifices uh, yeah yeah pleasure
1: uh, and pain yeah
0: yeah but yeah, life, life's a journey. Um, it's the journey, not the destination. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say value yourself, learn to value yourself, appreciate yourself, respect yourself, know who you want to be, know who you are, know why you want to be that. Mm-hmm. Focus on who you want to be, commit to that and watch watch how your life changes. That's what happened for me. Mm-hmm. That weight loss will automatically happen. And, and not only will it automatically happen, it will permanently stay off.
1: Oh. That's, that sounds like a great thing to end on. You have your own podcast. You want to tell people where they can find out about you.
0: Yeah, you can. So right now, everything is on my Facebook page. So just go to facebook.com forward slash Brad. It's it's weird. Brad.carlson.3762. But just go to Facebook, type in, in the description for my page, picture and, and follow me there. Yeah, my podcast is on Apple. It's called "Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy." Eat ice cream, Alex. You were a guest. I interviewed you a couple of weeks ago. We'll get that episode out. I hope before Christmas. Really good episode. I'm going to give a shout out to Alex. He changed my thinking on water. This is huge. That is now one of my my natural medicines. I did not have that on my list before, but water so important. Not just drinking water, but the quality, the type of water that we're drinking. So. Listen to that episode when I put it out. I'll definitely put it all over my Facebook.
1: I will. I'll link in. I'll blast it when it comes out too. Don't yeah, worry. <laughs> so. um, yeah. And this will be up uh, pretty, pretty quickly. So today is the 18th of August. So this will be up in uh, hopefully like three days. So for anyone, I'll put up little teasers. I'm quick. I'm the type of person that if I do something, mm-hmm. my brain won't put it down until it's done. So I have to get it out. But yeah, that's just how, how I operate. So I can stop reminiscing on and it and I'll put it yeah. on
0: and tag you and all that stuff. So. Oh
1: yeah. Um, okay. Do you have Instagram or anything like that?
0: I do, but I don't really use it anymore. Okay. So I just got gotcha. on my Facebook. I'm kind of getting away from my webpage now too. So just gotcha. search me on Facebook Brad I will. for my picture and everything is on there and, and my, my current journey and any links and, and everything on there. So.
1: Sounds good. Thanks so much for your time, Brad.